0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Energy Car Electrifying Podcast. This is your host, EVJ Val. I'm pretty sure you can sense some excitement in the air, and that's obviously because Moto E will be back on track in five weeks. MotoGP.com has released yesterday the updated calendar for MotoGP, which includes, obviously, the FIM NL Moto E World Cup. It will be six events at three different venues with back-to-back racing weekend starting from July the 19th at Jerez de la Frontera. Misano, with three individual races and Le Mans, will complete this unusual but very anticipated season. We have a chance to talk about this great news with one of the quickest riders in the Moto E field, one who was able to get on the top step of the podium already last year in the electric series of MotoGP, powered, of course, by Energica. From Finland, Racing with number 66 for the Avant Moto e team, his name, Nikki Tulli. Hello there.
1: Hi, hi, how are you?
0: I'm doing good,
1: thank you. How are you? Yeah, at the moment really good. I'm feeling good.
0: Um, so... We do have a calendar. Can you believe it? I would, uh, when, when it came out yesterday, thought, I thought it was uh, something incredible because we've been expecting it for so long, and uh, we finally have it.
1: Yeah, it's it's good news. Everybody can do what they like to do, and every, I think everybody have a big fire in uh, in the mind to get on the track. So it's a good news for the all the world. I think
0: yeah no, absolutely and um i was looking yesterday at the calendar and it, it's actually quite interesting especially for moto e because having back-to-back rounds harassed to uh, to two events misano two events with three races and le mans which we never raced before because technically it would have it should have been in this year's calendar that yeah. it was scrapped off means a lot more track time and a lot of chance to be ready for for races, which is something that, in some way, for Moto E, there's been some not complaints, but people will say we can't do many laps. There are not too many sessions, and now there are like two events in a row at three at three tracks. So, what do you think about this? Uh, well, this fourth change, but it's it's a change nonetheless for this year.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's a really good change because uh, I think everybody needs more track time at uh, Moto E and there was one free practice last year and everybody liked a lot so now we get more track time so for me also because I have long break uh, after the injury so for me it's it's really good and but at least we have this year the races because first I thought we don't race we don't race at all so yeah for for me everything is okay at the moment I just want to ride yeah absolutely
0: um we saw you at the at the test in March you were fit to race but I I kind of saw you like uh, even walking you were a little bit like still uh, not a hundred percent are you a hundred percent now completely. Um,
1: uh about my condition you know i've been training a lot uh, that way i feel i'm hundred percent but about my bone inside my leg it's not ready it's not hundred percent healed or how i need to say it but yes. in the march it was totally broken still because there was a problem about the first surgery what they made in uh, Italy, and uh, I need to make surgery again in uh, Finland. And after that, it started to heal. So, five months, I waste time because I didn't go to surgery. But after that, it's getting better. So, I feel ready. The leg is no problem anymore
0: yeah i was I was really heartbroken last year in Mizano with, with the crash i mean it was it was really 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 a, a, a tough crash. you lost the grip of the bike, but uh yeah it, it all kind of uh, triggered trigger the dominant fact that you know in racing i think it's what happens when you race together with other people on track so yeah. it's uh it's it could have been just a slide but it yeah, turned out yeah. to be a lot worse, so um, yeah. it's a, uh, yeah, it was a real shame, also because, you know, you proved to be one of the fastest guys out there, but that should be, I guess it should be, like, also some uh, kind of uh, will to, you know you can be fast, so.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, we, you know, I can be fast, but I need to be a little bit more smart when I'm riding, so. I, of course, when you do mistakes, you can learn it. And, uh, yeah, I think this year I just need to be more calm and not trying to push so hard every time when I go on the track. So it was a problem last year, maybe a little bit. But How can can a rider
0: manage to be, you say, because, you know, it's for non-riders, for for, for non-motorcycle racers, like uh, professional racers, like like me, it, it, when we hear, like, I don't have to push too much, but then you're out there and you're like, how easy for you guys to is to know exactly how fast you are on the racetrack and you say, not push too much, but still be fast at the same time?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really difficult. Uh, it's a, how to say, it's a mind game. Um, of course, every time you go out, you need to be try to be fast. But in the right time, you need to push a little bit more. So yes. there is times when you need to really push or just to ride as fast as you can. So just need to manage how you feel, and then you need to make it happen. So no, I, I think don't... that's the key. Like we saw last year, like Matteo. Ferrari, he wasn't really fast, you know, in the first races. Yes. Of course, in Misano, he he became to be, you know, top guys. But he was yes. always there, like top five, you know, close. And he won all the championship. So, it's not about, the, you know, qualifying or just one race. It's I just need to think all the championship. Yeah, always. Of course, I think it, but I need to think more, even more, so...
0: Yeah, and also in a seven-seven-seven round-seven seven round, seven round um, championship, such as um, such as Moto E, like one one DNF is huge.
1: Yes. So, uh, yes. Uh,
0: in so, um, um, I would tell, you told me like uh, a couple of days ago that you actually. Um, I, I know it sounds weird, but you say I I actually have a job. I actually work. It means that you have something else aside. Uh, Aside from racing, is it something that you always done? And what it, what, what is it? If we may know what, what it is?
1: Um, yes, I've been always working like a normal. Of course, we are normal people, but normal (laughs) people go to work every morning. Yeah, that's what I always done. I have been in a couple of places. Of course, it need to be place where you can get free when you have races. So of course it's always been one of my sponsors where i work okay uh, one place was like a cnc machining uh, yeah. like uh, we didn't do frames for the motorbike but like uh, every frame like collects they make you know by cnc machining yeah. so and then next job was i did uh, insulations okay. like uh, you know in the big buildings every you know pipes in the uh, top of the building we made yeah. insulations there and at the moment i'm working on a bike shop we fix bikes and we sell uh, new bikes. so oh that's uh, that, that yeah that's great that's great then we have like uh, all kind of bikes we have road bikes mountain bikes e-bikes uh, every kind of bikes it's really nice job i like uh, a lot
0: i no, actually like i just bought myself a bicycle like um, a gravel bike you probably yeah. know which yeah. one it is and so, uh, yeah so uh, interesting very interesting it's a completely different world so how do you how do you uh, manage the the schedule with training and and work i mean your day must be <laughs> completely full i would yeah, say
1: yeah it's uh normally when i I wasn't at the work, I train in the morning and also again in the afternoon. At the moment, I train really early in the morning. like I said, I woke up like seven, six, seven o'clock every morning. Yeah. Uh, I go out with the dogs, then I eat my breakfast, then I go training and yeah. from training, I go straight to work. I'm at the work, I'm eleven to six pm. After yes. that, I go training again, and then I come home. I go out with my dogs, and next day same. So, <laughs> how many dogs we, do you have? We have two with my girlfriend. Okay. What uh, what what dogs are? Uh, are they a specific breed or? Uh, any, uh... Uh, it's a poodle. Okay. A really small dogs. So. Okay. Okay. But my day is quite long. It's like 14, 14 hours. Twelve hours when I leave home, so okay. it's quite
0: busy. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. And um, uh, speaking of um, speaking of racing, obviously you race for uh, for for team uh, from TINA IO Motorsport, which is fellow countrymen in, in in Finland. And there has been a little tradition of uh, motorcycle racing in, in in Finland. But how is it perceived in Finland as a, a, a as a discipline? Is it famous, or uh, is there a, there are other uh, disciplines which are more famous? I, I'm asking because I I I know a very little bit of of Finland uh, in terms of uh, of sport.
1: Um, I think it's famous in Finland. You know, in the past, you know, like seventies or eighties, it was really really big thing here in Finland. Bikes. Yes. Um, at the moment, I feel. It's coming more, more bigger again, because the Ring, hopefully the race will be, and I, I'm i sure next year, it's on a calendar, so we can make this sport even more bigger here in Finland. And yeah. uh, because about the famous p- motorsport in Finland is more like rally.
0: Okay, because, of course. Of course.
1: You know, we have winter here. Yeah. Uh, bike season is not so long. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But I think it's coming bigger again. So I hope that because we have really good, you know, times in the past with yeah. the bikes. So, and also, your Motorsport, I think it's many people realized it's a big thing in. Uh, in the world so yeah. yeah but i think the bikes are it's uh everybody appreciate a lot in the finland
0: okay that's really that's really that's really good to hear yeah the um unfortunately this year the there was no debut with um yeah with, yeah. The, with the finnish gp but yeah it is what it is and you told me actually that during the um, during the coronavirus, the, the this coronavirus situation kind of helped you a lot. I mean, you, you meant in a physical way, but is in is there any other thing that you learn from uh, from this situation about yourself? Because, for example, I I've, I've been stuck at home in Barcelona for for uh, yeah, yeah for the first time ever uh, without traveling, mm-hmm. and it kind of helped me focusing on myself and finding out, you know. Uh, getting a little bit more balanced compared to a life where you always kind of travel from somewhere to somewhere.
1: Yeah, 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 um, I think my situation is a little bit uh, different than yours in uh, in a Europe, of course, we are also in the Europe part. In Finland, we didn't need to be, you know, inside the house. Yes, uh, we have also, you know, you can cannot do, you know, everything but i can go out i can go training uh the gym was open um you know i can go ride supermoto of course we had winter so not many times but uh, of course you can i learn many things you know because you cannot do everything you need to manage to you know work inside or um, yeah it's difficult to say because but for me it didn't change my, you know, normal life, what I do normally so yes. much. So I think my situation was a little bit different than like yours in Spain.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, no, in Spain it's been like proper lockdown such as it Yeah, yeah. And they've been the kind of okay. two most
1: affected in, in, yeah, I in think. Europe. That's, that's quite difficult to just be inside the house
0: yeah it was but you know i don't want to sound a little bit cliche but yeah, uh, yes. a lot of people say it's really tough yeah but there was you know in the past people were stuck at home with the uh, bombs on their heads you know flying yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know it, it, it i don't want to i mean it's been extremely tough with, for people especially people who love who lost the loved ones and um. yes, yes. and uh, but you know it's um and a lot of people actually had to deal with uh, partners and family that they never really dealt with on a consistent basis so they kind of brought out all the problems that yes it <laughs> yes. might have been there but still uh it's you know it's something that, that there have been worse times i guess for humanities. humanity yeah. so I yes think, well, okay people who, who could improve improved uh yes. and become themselves so if you if you start if you start the season uh, now that you know that you're going to start the season in a sort of like uh, five weeks or, or or something like that, yeah. Uh, are you gonna change your type of uh, training or is it gonna stay the same just to be ready?
1: Uh, yes, we changed the, how to say schedule what I do. Yeah. We we made it a little bit different, and I tried to lost a little bit of you know weight and also i start to do more like uh, race weekend you know manage manage to to you know make my weekends like it's a race weekend so it can help a little bit but uh, nothing really big so normally i go to work and (laughs) that's it and that's it (laughs) yeah yeah well it keeps your mind busy that's for sure yeah yeah (laughs) but it's also good you know Well, I realized when I was riding Supersport and also Moto2, um, I need to have something else than only racing and uh, practicing. You know, when you go work, you forget, you know, every, you know, racing things and you focus on the work what you do. So it helped me, you know, mentally a lot have yeah. work also it's not a bad thing. For me it helped to keep my mind, you know, uh, busy. Yes, keep your mind yes.
0: busy and keep your mind entertained on on, di- on different levels rather yes. than just racing. Because I think the risk you can get into is that um a full time races, which is now is the, the almost the normality that like, uh, yeah, I majority yeah. of yeah. people just focus on racing. But then then all you think about is racing every day and uh and the fact is if you don't have in your head like uh if you in my opinion if you you just have to find you know uh, r- racing careers like span until 40 years old if you're yes. like the longevity of your career is very high but that's after that you know yeah, yeah. you still have to do something yeah. you know? yes. so it's good to have to have in the back of your head the the fact that there's uh you're doing something else and yes yes so um what about um what about what you I know it's been a long time but what about what you saw at the test in terms of competition do you think it's going to be tougher this year with the with the field that there is, the number of riders that there are, and the type of riders that they are?
1: Yeah, I think it will be much more tighter than last year. Also last year it was, I think some races were more tight, what we expected, but I think this year it will be really really difficult to be on the top, because like on a test we saw new riders and also the riders who wasn't so fast last year take a big step during the winter and but it will be really really difficult to be on the top but i will do my my best but for sure it will be more tighter than last year no no i'm sure.
0: sure yeah i i saw the test already showed it and uh and um you seem to be the rider who actually one of the riders who actually stepped on the bike and actually made it work straight out of the box what did you uh how long did it really take you to get up to speed uh, with the bike with the um, energy of course
1: oh uh, it was it happened quite fast because since first time i ride with the moto e i feel it's really fun to ride and uh it's it's really a really nice bike to ride um many thing many people think it's uh, the weight is the problem but i think the weight helps also to bike work that good how it works and uh it happened really you know i didn't need to change my riding style so much or nothing it just happened it feels feels good to ride and uh Also in the test this year, in March, there was some improvements about the cooling system and also suspension and I feel it helped a lot to improve the bike, how you can ride it, so I'm happy about that.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for being part of uh, this podcast. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing you on track again because it's uh, it's been a while and uh, yeah. you have uh, probably one of the most spectacular riding styles, especially in Moto E. Like the way you carry the bike is always a pleasure to watch. Yeah, so, that's well. nice to hear yeah i know it is it is and uh seeing your, seeing you know well from the screen and on on the by by the track side it's really it's really great so looking forward to seeing you and uh i hope you have a rest a great rest of preparation and uh well you take care
1: yeah thanks see you soon in uh Harris.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that I'll be there, but yeah, <laughs> that's it every week with every i like, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I don't think I'll be traveling, <laughs> but yeah. um, but yeah, it would be good to see Motoy e back on track for sure. Yes. And you guys, yeah, you take care.
1: Take care. You too. Bye 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 bye.
0: And that's it for the eleventh installment of the Energy Car Electrifying podcast. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and we cannot wait to see our beloved Ego Corsa machines, and all the Moto E riders, back on track. To stay up to date with all our content, please follow us on social media and check out our website at www.energicamotor.com. See you next week!